0: Welcome to Long Run Lactic, the podcast, an audio component to a greater running media concept devoted to cultivating and curating the beauty of finding fitness and documenting the culture of the sport. From the infancy of our first steps to the conquest of a race one, we all have a story to tell. I'm your host, Bernard England, and today... I sit down with two wonderful, world-class athletes, Emma Bates and Dom Scott, and catch up on their long run as they make their last and final prep for the Chicago Marathon. Who is Emma Bates? Just a 12-time All-American and 2014 NCAA 10,000-meter champion for Boise State, as well as the 2018 U.S. Women's Marathon champ. Born in Elk River, Minnesota, Emma Bates has taken the U.S. Women's Marathon scene by storm over the last two years and only looks to get better. As for Dom Scott? She's a Cape Town, South African-born, University of Arkansas Razorback, where in 2016, captured the 5K and 10K NCAA titles. A two-time Olympian on the track, Dom looks to further transition into her marathon era at this week's Chicago Marathon. On today's interview, we discuss everything from Chicago goals, Boulder life, living and training, and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Let's get into it. We're here in beautiful Boulder. I actually don't know what park this is, so you're going to have to help me here.
1: Tom Watson Park. Tommy Watts. Tommy
0: Watts. <laughs> is it, at least said it's called something else.
1: Uh, we call it Coots, but Coot's actually on the other side of the street. We
2: have our own names for everything
0: now. we just
1: like to be different. <laughs> on Team Boss. we complicated. We're
0: going to need you to send me a spreadsheet of all the, uh, the actual government names and the uh, <laughs> Team Boss names of all these. We're here with Emma Bates and Dom Scott. Two lovely ladies that are going to run Chicago. And we're just fireside chatting it just talking so how's uh how's today what we have on, on the slate today obviously it was there on a uh, beautiful sunday seven o'clock morning but what was what was on the slate for the long run
2: last long run of the build yeah. 20 miles so it was it was a down week for us <laughs> only doing 20 <laughs>
0: the down week is 20 then you know we're, we're looking pretty good going into stuff yeah how do you feel i mean everyone looked controlled everyone looked good out there but from your perspective how do you feel i know we're only two weeks out now so there's if you didn't feel good, it's time, it's time to start Start feeling good. So,
2: Feel good. Dom felt better than I did. I felt better this week, Um, which normally I'm the one that feels better on the long runs. And Dom's the one that feels better in like the track shorter stuff. But we flipped this week. Yeah, so we I felt better in the track
1: stuff, but she felt better today. Yeah, I think, you know, it's been such a long build. I think we were close on like 10, 11 weeks of training for this one race now. And I think... It's just important to look at the work as a whole and not at each day individually. Um, And yeah, Emma and I have put together some amazing work over the past 10, 11 weeks. So yeah, I think there are some days that you're going to feel like 90% and other days you're going to feel 100%. And today I felt uh, pretty smooth, so I was happy. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, how about the build? When we talk about the build, I obviously follow you both on Instagram. If you don't, (laughs) we're going to put both the tags at the bottom, but... How's it been from a teammate's perspective, having someone that you kind of rely on day in day out for just one specific race? I know for me, I've got high school athletes where sometimes hey, you you don't work well with this person for this workout, but it seems like you guys seem to have worked out really, really well for just this build. So talk a little about that.
2: It's actually insane, like how well we work together. Like I have had training partners in the past and I've always felt so competitive with them and it just has never meshed. And I thought Dom and I were actually gonna be this way because we used to compete against each other in college. Like we were both in the 10K vying for that national championship spot. And so I thought that we would be a little more like cutthroat and wanna, you know, like kind of run each other down, but we have never felt that way. We've never felt the competitive nature of like one stepping each other. Like yeah. we are always just wanting to work together and build each other up. And so I think it's so rare and so amazing that we have that. And like, I have done so many of my marathon buildups alone. So to have somebody like not only, you know, just there in general, but to have somebody that's actually like pushing me and making sure that I'm doing what I need to do every day. Like again, Dom is so good at the shorter stuff. And then I'm a little bit better at the longer stuff just cause I've been doing it for a bit longer. Yeah. But we just complement each other so well in that regard, just because I am not great at pushing myself in that short stuff. Like the short stuff is hard for me, but having her around is just such peace of mind because I know I just need to follow her and follow in her footsteps.
0: Wow, I mean, I need to, uh, know, tissue.
1: <laughs>
0: Emotionally beautiful. No,
1: yeah, it, it has been really cool. I think my first marathon build was earlier this year, preparing mm-hmm. for the London Marathon, and because Emma was getting ready for boston and boston and london are such different courses that and a lot of other reasons joe kept us separate and it was it was hard work like showing up every day by yourself doing your warm-up the workout and the cool down by yourself also in the spring in boulder yeah and, you know it's pretty brutal um to then this time around getting to do everything with emma and also having scott Farble with us on our workout days it's just brought kind of like this ease to training, where you know that you're showing up, you're getting to train with people that you really like and respect. Um, So that's been amazing. Um, Yeah. And then I think I just have so much respect for Emma. I mean, what she's been able to do in the marathon is absolutely incredible. Um, You know, time and time again, showing up on the world stage, you know, anything can happen in the marathon, but... Emma is so good at it and (laughs) knows exactly what to do Um, and yeah I respect it so much so I haven't tried to compete against her in any workouts I've just tried to use her as much as I can and then if there are days that I can help her in the speediest stuff um, try to help her and it's it's really been special I feel very lucky to have got to train with her the past three months
0: beautiful two and a half months (laughs) I think for me having a a high school team that we're coaching right now it's Hearing that and having like the camaraderie aspect be such a pivotal part of any buildup, whether it's 5K or marathon, this is just sounds so beautiful. So thank you for, A, sharing that. Um, boulder. I'm now in Phoenix, so I understand the heat. What is boulder life like weather-wise, culture-wise? On the long run this morning, it was beautiful. We had a million people out there running. Um, obviously, had a couple of college teams out there. Just tell me what what boulder's been like. I know you've been here for a little while now, so... You seem to be much more experienced than I will ever be about. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, tell me a little about Boulder.
2: Boulder, summer's a hot. Um, I did not think it was going to be this hot. It's, yeah. yeah it's, dry heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was
0: cold this morning for me, but yeah. now it seems like, okay, 75 up here at altitude is a, is a little warmer.
2: Once that sun comes out. Yeah. It's it real. It's real deal. Oh, just until um, the sun up mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, So I didn't really expect that when I first moved here. Um, I moved here from Boise, yeah. Idaho. And um, the, the like mornings were much cooler and mm-hmm. so like you're just able to like I don't know get like more quality work in so I had to really dial myself back one being at higher altitude yeah. you know that it's just it's just harder to run less oxygen but then the heat also so you have to really dial it back and so you just have to like really run within yourself run controlled that's something that I had to learn relearn how to do mm-hmm. um moving here and especially like the winters like I mean we get quite a bit of snow so you have to be on the treadmill and I hate the treadmill but I've learned to love the treadmill now (laughs) um, because you have to, you have to love it. You have to love going to practice every day. And like being on this team and having the atmosphere that we do, like I go to the gym and we have two treadmills, which we're so lucky. So I can run next to Dom or run next to Scott or somebody else on our team. And then we have Joe and Nick, our coaches that are just like goofy and dancing (laughs) and, you know, blasting music for us. And it's just always such a great, yes, Nick was here this morning. Um, So we always just have like such a good, fun light environment
1: whenever we go to practice which i love
0: Mm.
1: yeah
0: um how how is boulder i know it's got to be different
1: yeah no it's it's been it's been amazing to be honest so for people that don't know i went i born and raised in cape town south africa got a scholarship to run at the university of arkansas after graduating stayed in arkansas for about two years before joe started coaching me stayed in boulder i mean stayed in arkansas for about another year and then persuaded my husband, Cameron, to move out to Boulder. And we've been here about four years, which that whole story is just making me feel very old. Um, but honestly, I don't. I think if we had stayed in Arkansas, I don't think I would still be running professionally. Um, you know, running professionally is such a gift. And we're so lucky to get to do what we love for a profession and for a living. But it's also really, really hard. And to not be in a place where you know it's as beautiful as boulder and it's as easy to run on soft surface trails and be bumping into other runners all the time that have similar goals to you it was hard so I feel very very fortunate to live in boulder colorado and get to train in such a beautiful place uh being at altitude which I always like remind myself is helping me Um, (laughs) yeah it's just it's we're, it's like a runner's paradise up here.
0: Okay. What's a uh, favorite coffee shop? I'm a coffee connoisseur. So, what's your favorite? I went to Boxcar yesterday with Colin Boxcar. Long. Boxcar is very Boxcar good. North I will
1: good. call out Verb Coffee just because it's very close to where I live okay. and the people there are amazing. Shout out Carlos and Mary. They're awesome. So, if you're in Boulder, I suggest you check out Verb on 30th. What about you?
2: I'm a Spruce gal. So, yeah. North Boulder or Pearl Street. That's, okay. that's my go-to. And spruce, spruce juice and is, it's not a juice. Um, the first time <laughs> I went in there, I ordered a spruce juice expecting like some fruity drink, but it's actually coffee. So oh, okay. if you go in there, just know okay. <laughs> it's okay. not a juice. I'll check
0: that out. What about eats? Any fast food eats? Well, not Ooh. real fast food, but something quick or even something like a sit-down dinner. What's your favorite eats
1: mm-hmm. in Boulder?
0: It seems like there's a lot on pearl street last there's night a lot, i will yeah. say i had some of the best fried chicken and candy yams which i was not expecting to get <laughs> but she called it out and said hey does anyone want fried chicken and candy yams i don't know why she made eye contact why with would me. you not yeah no, but i sat there and had a very good time eating it so what else what else is there other than just those pearl street delectables
1: yeah there are a lot of fun places on pearl street i'll say Cameron and my favorite date night place is actually in Niwot, which is only like 10 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. It's called 1914 House. So if you're in the Boulder area, want a date night, it's not super fancy, but it's just like good food. That's where I'd go. And then if you want something that's like fast foodish, yeah. I'll shout out Nopalito's, who uh, sponsors my husband and a lot of the team boss's husband's uh softball team called the shin splints um no sponsored their uniforms which is pretty cool and no is kind of like a fast food mexican okay yeah but like not a chain it's like very cute
2: okay hey, i'm a big fan of black belly which is like a butcher shop slash uh, dinner restaurant slash burrito place so slash, you slash, can slash. get anything that you want as long as you're not vegetarian. <laughs> and
0: then You can order spruce juice to that to that. Spot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so backtracking to Chicago. We're two weeks out. Mm-hmm. We obviously all woke up to stunning news of a 211. Um, it's
1: crazy news. I'm,
0: I'm going to wish you the bo- best of luck and say that you're <laughs> going to run faster than 211, both of you, uh, two weeks from now. You're what, sweet. From a goals perspective, obviously, we don't know what can happen in the future, but what are you looking forward to from um, not only Chicago, but after Chicago? Is this, um, especially for you, Emma, is this like a stepping stone for the trials in terms of trying to figure out where you are? Um, kind of... Best case scenario, worst case scenario, obviously best case scenario is 2.10 now, but um, <laughs> what's what are we looking at from, from a Chicago goal perspective?
2: Yeah, I'm trying not to think too much about the trials. I know that this is a stepping stone to get there, but I really want to do well at this race, right. um, and I think for it to be a stepping stone, I really have to focus on this and this alone. So I just want to do my very best, and that means, you know, for me, um PR-ing, but also like by... A significant amount so my pr comes from boston yeah where i felt like i was in 218 219 shape going to that race but it's not a fast course so 222 on that course which we went out so slow um it like just wasn't 630, I think oh we went out at. So I know that it's in me to run a sub 220 at least, but I really want to be in that 218, 219 range. Exactly. And then I can kind of you know, flirt with that American record. Um, we don't know until the day comes, yeah. of course, what kind of conditions we're going to get, but I want to run fast. and But the, the main objective of a Chicago or any world major basically is to compete. And so I just want to put myself into position to be in that top three, uh, put myself into contention to win if I can. But if it's going to be run at 2.12 or 2.11 I am realistic enough to know that that's not quite in the cards for me just yet so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Nam, how about you
1: yeah I mean I think so much like we can speak so much about our goals but so much is going to come down to the weather in Chicago and we all know that it could be uh a million different things in Chicago so we're praying for cool, perfect weather, um, but I think ultimately my goal is just to have a good experience. London was the hardest race I've ever run in yeah. my life and I... How so? Uh, it was very far and very hard. The first <laughs>
2: marathon is the worst. Man. Yeah, that's what they tell me and I'm <laughs> I really hoping
1: it's true. I London is interesting because Um, It's a woman's only start, so you don't have any men around you. Um, You don't have any masses around you. And for some reason, just happened this year that the field kind of like disintegrated about a week before the race. So there were meant to be a lot more athletes in the 220 range. And about a week before, all the Canadians, Brits, Americans kind of dropped out. I say all, the majority of them dropped out. Um, so I was running with a great Brit, um, maybe for nine ish miles. And then I had a pacer through like 15 miles and then I was by myself and didn't see another runner, um, until I crossed the finish line and that was hard. That was really, really hard. Um, and yeah, I got to, I the furthest race I'd ever run before was a half marathon, Um, you know, got to 20 miles and my body started freaking out and screaming at me and I still had six miles to go. And thanks to Will Lear, I didn't forget about the point two. He kept telling me before I left, he was like, don't forget about the point two. Um, so I had 6.2 miles to go. And yeah, it was like, it was like a gut check, a mental check. It was all of those checks. And for whatever crazy reason, I still want to try it again because I feel like I can do better.
0: Um, it makes you a special person. I'll, I'll call him
1: that. <laughs> well, I think, I think like we're all crazy. Runners are crazy people. And um, yeah, I I would like to just have a better experience than that. I also know that I'm capable of a lot more having run a 6730 half. Um, so yeah, hoping for a better experience. I'm going to bring one of my best friends, Jackson Neff, out to help pace me. And hopefully I know that will make a big difference. Um, shout out Jackson. Shout out Jackson. Um yeah, I mean time wise like the running a PB would be incredible. I ran 2:29:19 in London. Um the Paris standard of 2:26 is going to blow that out of the park
2: like, shit, like
1: there. <laughs> there's the South African record of 2:25:28. So I'll have lots of goals um but I think there's so much to learn in the marathon right. and um I know every build I'm going to get better. Um, hoping that this is a good one, but like Joe keeps telling me, like we just don't know how many long runs or how many marathons it's going to take until it all kind of clicks. Um, so trying not to put too much pressure on myself. Let's She's going to crush it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Tom
0: um, will crush it. All right, fun stuff. Emma, this PE Asics collab. I'm I'm in love with from an aesthetic standpoint. I don't know who they are, what they are, <laughs> but they're, they're getting something right. So, tell me about what that is, where they come from. I know you said they're Australian.
2: PE Nation is from Australia, yes. And ASICS is doing all these fun collabs with different companies, especially, like, apparel companies. Right. Um, because I just know, I think they know, like, how important it is to, like, look good and feel good and run good. And so...
0: Well, we're call it, isn't that the prime time... Uh, Coach Prime, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so
2: that's what it's about, and so they're collabing, yeah, with P Nation. Then they're gonna start collabing with Bandit, um, which is a New York based company. So it is just so cool to see like them like branching out and just like getting into like different like facets of the industry, like fashion industry. So oh, yeah. I think Asics is on the up and up in that department, and the shoes are have always been amazing and will always be amazing. But um, they're tweaking their their clothing a little bit, and
0: it's oh, really I fun know. to see. Yeah. Dom, I since I don't even know, but I, I'm probably Boston Three. I'm a Boston fanatic. That is my everyday training shoe. Nice. I will live and die by the <laughs> Boston's. How do you feel with the new ones? How do you feel with? I love the the was it the Paula <coughs> Estelle McCartney?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. I love
0: that collab. But tell me more about like what you like in Adidas right now. And-
1: ooh, I'm very much like a feel good, run good girly. Like I like everything to be very comfortable. So I don't branch out that much. I'm like, find one sports bra that feels yeah, really comfortable, 50 of them. and then I get it in every single color. Uh, that's me. Um, I am very impressed with Adidas's super shoes right now. I'm wearing the Pro Threes, yeah, and they just came out with this shoe that broke the world record this morning, which. By like two minutes so that's super cool i don't think i'm special enough to get that one for chicago but if anyone's listening to this um i would love that a week before
0: they'll <laughs> come in you really have to wait till sunday morning they'll come yeah. in sunday morning but i'll try and i'll reach sick. out to my connections which there are none <laughs> hard for that. Um, i don't
1: even know what they're called they're like the pro 3 evolution one or something but those all white ones they're they look well now they're called sick.
0: the Pro Three Evolution two one one yeah yeah (laughs)
1: yeah. lighter better but yeah i think i think adidas is doing an awesome job with their with their super shoes and like you said the bostons which now are like half super Super yeah yeah, they're like half super which if anyone's looking for something that isn't as aggressive to do you know long runs or tempos in the boston's such a great option for that i will say emma and i do all of our workouts in our super shoes. Mm-hmm. We're either in our recovery trainer, doing easy runs and warming up and cooling down, or we're, we're in our super shoes. Why is that? Um, You know, the super shoes just allow us to recover quicker. That, and then we're getting the feeling for what we're gonna feel in the marathon, and I think yeah. that's really important. Um, I used to do my long runs either in the Bostons or in a trainer, because I was like, oh, they're heavier, and they're like,
0: you will get more out of it. Yeah, yeah. Life, yeah.
1: yeah, but actually it's such it's so important to like know your rhythm and know your stride and the feeling of being fatigued in these shoes so Mm -hmm. yeah we do all our work in these
0: all right you guys are about to hit that long run brain i'm sure so (laughs) i'll make it quick but last thing um from a training perspective obviously you guys are doing a marathon build and i'm years out from doing a marathon i'll do a half just to be cute okay. i'll
1: do half <laughs> half is perfect honestly
0: i'm yeah. gonna stay on the track for a little while longer but from a mentality standpoint what is something from a high schooler that has no idea what cross country is no idea Aww. what track is they just started what's something you can give right so i i have what do we have 30 kids on the team most of them they just started because their parents are the a told them they had to do a sport mm-hmm. or they needed something that was a little bit easier to get into from a social standpoint. So if you're starting out and you can only walk, what's something you think you tell a little girl that I'm only walking, I'll never be there. So what's something you would tell? I'll usually tell them, don't say that, we'll get there no matter what. But from a pros pros perspective, what would you say?
2: I think the only reason I've stayed in this sport as long as I have and seen the progress I've had is because I've had so much fun in it and right. have found my joy in it and I've found my play. And I think making it your playground, whatever that means, and like if you need to walk every day um, or, you know, whatever that is, it's like just making it so like um, maintainable or sustainable for you, um, and making it something that like you enjoy going to every single day, because if you enjoy it every single day and you keep going back to it, you're going to improve no matter what. You don't even have to think about it. It just happens over time. So I think that's the main thing is just, yeah, find your joy and find your happy in it.
1: That's so cute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're getting a lot of (laughs) tearjerkers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. I think, um, you know, if you are starting from, like, the walking space, I would just say, like, a little bit of running, you know, like, and just build from there. You don't have to go from zero to 100 in your first practice. Um, you know, I think...
0: I think you should repeat that because I had that time <laughs>
1: I
2: could barely run 10 full minutes my first time out. So that's, yeah. again...
1: I think Emma and my is, too, if you look at them, neither of us went from, you know joining the team to the best on the team. Mm-hmm. Both of us in college worked our way up to, you know, winning national titles. And now in the pro world have worked our way up to being some of the best runners in the world. Um, and th- yeah, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with climbing the ladder slowly and surely. If anything, it's like a healthier way. It's a more fun way because you get to see little progress more often. Um, but yeah, like Emma said, I think so important just like figuring out what makes you happy? Why you Why you want to do it? What's your why? Mm-hmm. Why you come to practice? That's what's going to keep you going on those really hard days, on the cold days, on the on the days you're tired. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, I mean, I could barely run, you know, five thirty for one mile um, when I was, you know, in high school, and now I'm running twenty six of those. <laughs> right, right, like. Insane! I yeah. never would have thought that and
0: would be possible. Well, yeah. Point but, two. Point two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't forget yeah. About the point two.
0: yeah. Well, I love that, and I definitely appreciate it. Considering I met you guys. Well, Dom, I didn't meet you until I think this summer, summer. Yeah. Um, but I met you last year, and even then, I feel like just watching the growth of both of you till now, you can see from a running perspective. A that is the sport you have to grow, whether it's backwards. Yeah. You know, you learn mentally, even if you're running slower. But um, I will say. It has been beautiful to watch your progression and maturity. Um, just listening to you explain, you know, how to work with a teammate that hey, you have no idea a what it's mm-hmm. going to be like. You're already expecting one thing. And then now 10 to 12 weeks later, you realize I couldn't have done this the same way without this person. Mm-hmm. So um, I appreciate you. I uh, am eternally grateful for always being able to say, like, I know you guys now. Um, and I wish you all the best of luck trying to get on the mm-hmm. 211 to two <laughs> So, one last thing. There's some news that Taylor Swift has a new interest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a new <laughs> love interest. Well, w- this hasn't been confirmed yet. Yeah. I was watching Thursday night football and yeah, it still has yet to be con- uh, confirmed, but how do you feel about this new this new movie? I just think
1: it's sick, like how he put his number on a friendship bracelet and then had to like give, it, it, to someone. It? <laughs> give it to someone. I mean, that yeah, is yeah. like, a player's going to play, you know, that's 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 pretty creative. Is that one of her songs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, if that's it's not, creative. it will be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this, 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 this is her, her football era, is that what we're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, there we go. I love it. I mean, just being like a sporty person, I'm like, yeah, Taylor did an athlete. <laughs>
0: This, I'm going to, that's what this is going to be called. Dom and Emma in their, in their Chicago era.
1: There we go. Uh,
0: Thank you for listening. I want to give a special shout out to Emma, Dom, and Jackson for sitting down and speaking with me. And good luck this weekend to not only them but to all the competitors at this week's Chicago Marathon. I'll see you there. If you haven't already, please give a follow, like, comment, subscribe to not only me but to all those letting the lactic build. We're in this together. Peace.